This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Mile High Ambulance. The Emergency Medical Minute is excited to announce that we are now offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits. This is accessible through our online course modules that can be accessed at www.emergencymedicalminute.org backslash CME courses, or simply by clicking on the link in our show notes and creating an account. All right. Good morning, everybody. So we're going to do a quick medical minute this morning before we get started. I was the night doc this last weekend, and we had a crazy weekend. We had a very, very busy night going into morning section of almost all four days. And so my having some days off and having a chance to kind of reflect on everything that we were doing those nights, I tallied up. We had a total of six intubations over the weekend. We had four what I would call mega codes, those codes almost like when you're taking your ACLS exam and they keep changing rhythms and it takes a while to get back and you're kind of doing a bunch of different interventions. And then unfortunately we did have one patient who died and we were not able to get them back. And so first of all, I want to say this is the reason that I took this job. I love working in a place where we have such critical patients and we have this real opportunity to make a difference to them. And second, I just want to say a thank you to everybody who was on with me over the weekend because I really felt even though, you know, it's single coverage in terms of a provider for a lot of those hours, I never really felt alone. We had a lot of nurses and techs that were jumping in to help and we really did a great job resuscitating these patients, even though one of them did ultimately end up dying. So that's the first piece. The second piece is that having a chance to reflect on that one patient that we lost, the code happened around the time of intubation. And so I've been doing some homework and looking back at what I would do differently if I were to see that patient again today. And one of the things I looked at was the, the method I chose to intubate this patient. So in patients who come in who are very, very sick, there's kind of two reasons you might choose something other than our traditional RSI type intubation. One of the patients is anat- an anatomically difficult airway. They have some sort of obstruction. They have some sort of mass. They're bigger patient with no neck and a giant beard and a really puffy face, you know, either you're thinking this is going to be a difficult intubation to get, or this is going to be a difficult patient to rescue should we end up needing some more time and you're going to a bag mask ventilation. So those are kind of the anatomically difficult patients. We also have a different category of the physiologically difficult patient to intubate, somebody who is really hypoxic, somebody who's got a significant metabolic acidosis or who's who's hemodynamically unstable. And so this patient kind of fell under some of those categories. This patient came in, initially we couldn't get a blood pressure despite the fact that the patient was alert and awake. They were very altered. We ended up getting some labs back on them. They had a, a lactate of 15. He was very septic. Thinking back about it, I don't know necessarily how well this patient would have done on the floor, but certainly I think we had some reasons to think maybe a a traditional RSI intubation was not not the best. We had a difficult time getting a blood pressure, eventually could get a blood pressure with some support. They felt, we felt they were hemodynamically safe to intubate, but we never really were able to get a reliable oxygen saturation. So some hypoxia, some, you know, metabolic acidosis kind of working against us when we went into this intubation. I sort of have written down a list of these non-traditional RSI terms in ways of intubating patients. So I'm going to rattle off a few to you now. We have an awake intubation, a topical awake intubation. Those kind of fall under getting some topicalization anesthesia to the back of the mouth and to the oropharynx. That kind of assists us with intubating. Underneath that, there are two categories. You can still intubate after you've anesthetized the airway through the nose or through the mouth. So there's a couple of subcategories there. We also have a ketamine RSI intubation or a hemodynamically stable intubation. This is where we replace that automidate with some ketamine. Hopefully the ketamine and that catecholamine burst that we get after using it kind of helps us keep the patient more hemodynamically stable. 
And then we have kind of these like other catch-all terms. Some of them are ketamine only or a sedative only intubation or a facilitated intubation. And these are patients that we allow to stay awake and we still use the ketamine or some sedative agent to kind of keep them dissociated. But you don't necessarily use the paralytic. The advantage of that is that is that you're, the patient is still breathing on their own. And so kind of looking back at this after the fact, you know, like I said, the, the code happened sort of shortly after, not during the intubation, but shortly after. One thing, you know, and again, I don't know how much of a difference it would have made in the long run, but one thing I think, you know, to keep in the back of our minds as we're going through some of these more difficult patients is that using some of these additional medications or these different routes of intubation may be somewhat helpful. So things to think about, things I've been thinking about over the last couple of days. Again, I just want to say thank you to everybody who was on with me during the weekend. It was a harrowing time, but again, this is, this is why I took this job. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Health One Continental Division and Swedish Medical Center for their financial contributions to the EMM. Donations from them and listeners like you make it possible for us to fulfill our mission of producing and spreading free medical education to the masses. If you enjoy our show, please consider making a one-time or reoccurring donation to help cover our operational costs and keep the EMM awesome. Click on the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you for listening.